fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into the program. It is a Friday. Hey, pat yourself on the back, and you made it to the end of the week. That is an exciting time right now. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, or maybe you're already there, and if that's the case... Then have an adult beverage for me as well, just it better not be Bud Light. That's all I got to say about that. Welcome into it. Great to have you today on a Friday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. It's always great to have you, your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Uh, bottom of the hour, Sunny Kutcher. She is with the Young Americans Against Socialism. We'll have Sunny on the program to talk about back to school we're getting ready can you believe it man we are getting ready for the fall school semester already hard to believe the summer has flown right on by and it has burned our biscuits as we've gone through the last couple weeks especially across the nation thank you apparently to the maga republicans according to uh hillary clinton so (laughs) there's that Again, pat yourself on the back again. You are so powerful that you have been able to impact the climate to the point to where now we have record, non-record breaking heat that's just really warm throughout the summertime. So pat yourself on the back. You have so much power, man. Did you know that? Did you know you had that much? I didn't know I had that much power. Apparently you do, though. So kudos to you on that one. Uh, We have a lot to talk about. We have, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Donald Trump's uh, legal issues. I know that's been the talk of the town the last few days, obviously, and for a good reason. But there's no more information right now. Trump did it. He pleaded not guilty. Everybody says that Washington, D.C.'s court district is like the most corrupt out of the entire nation. Not surprising. The lady that has it is a very harsh one against January Sixers, I guess, and uh, has been one putting up some of the most uh, painful, um, um, I guess, stents in jail because of being involved in January 6th. So it's no surprise that we're going to have a very hard fight legally against Donald Trump in that one. Here's the kicker, and this is why, I mean, jackpot for the Democrats, I guess, is they finally found what could potentially knock Donald Trump out of his support. Maybe. I don't know if that's true or not, though. Because as Donald Trump continues to get hammered through the legal system by just filing lawsuits against him for everything possibly under the sun, he continues to move up in the polls. And in fact, he has still his highest rating and approval among Republican voters right now than he has even when he announced his re-election run just a few months ago. So there is that. At the same time, according to Reuters, the latest poll shows that nearly half of the Republican Party would walk away from Trump if he is actually convicted on these charges. What would that mean? I mean, we could look at the, will he actually be in jail? Probably not. Secret Service probably won't allow something like that, being a former president of the United States. Uh, Will he lose support from his donors? Probably not to some degree because he's still seeing record amounts of campaign donations going into his campaign. So I don't know what it was actually mean if he does get convicted other than a potential uh, challenging of that moving its way up to the Kansas or to the U S Supreme court. I say Kansas Supreme court cause I'm coming from here in Kansas. So I don't know what that would mean, but 
They say if he's convicted, which is more than likely going to be the case for an unsubstantiated claim of him uh, wanting to overthrow the election in some way, shape, or form, uh, based on this judge that has a very liberal anti-Trump bias against him, no bias going on in the court system in any way, shape, or form here, uh, then this is something we're going to have to go after at some point and talk about what the future of the party and what the future of the Trump presidential race could potentially look like, especially if they say, supposedly, that... A large portion could be walking away from Donald Trump if he's convicted. Which, speaking of, I'm not going to play it today. However, Andy's latest product. Andy's latest product on the Voice of Reason. We do have a brand new Voice of Reason product that we are releasing tomorrow on our national syndicated program. So be uh, stay tuned in for that. We'll also probably air it on the weekday program on Monday afterwards. But I want to give the syndicated uh, audience the first shot at hearing this one and because it's not quite finished produced yet so uh, we will have that's related to this we will have and it's been actually almost a year since we've released our latest product so yes get ready for it for those that don't know what i'm talking about you're in for a treat you can t- stay tuned you can watch us on the social media or on the live streams or the podcast or however you do it but we have our satire infomercials that we've released on here uh, selling certain products on the show and we're set to do the latest one Coming up tomorrow on our syndicated show. So with that being said, that's all I'm going to leave it at. On the other issue. What's trending today? I have to laugh a little bit. Just a little bit. Because with how bad the situation actually is, it's really kind of funny on how they're trying to market this one. If you have a job that's uncomfortable, do you still do the job? I ask you that as a rhetorical question because, of course, you're still going to do your job. Because even though it may be uncomfortable... That's your job, and that's what you get paid to do, so you're going to do it regardless of the comfort level of that, unless it's like dangerous, in which case maybe you'll back off a little bit or you'll take the precautionary measures. Andy, what do you mean by this? I don't know if you've noticed or not, but gas prices have been on the climb the last couple weeks, and in fact, the uh, they're admitting, according to AAA, they're admitting that gas prices are up near 30% or 30 cents compared to the same time last month. Quite a bit dramatic increase. Now, that's... Pretty dramatic, especially even for the Biden administration, who's seen massive uh, gas price climbs over the last three years. While they are coming out of the Trump administration, they put the regulations on the oil industry. They ended up uh, just depleting our oil reserves. We're trying to beg OPEC to try and give us more oil when they're cutting some of their production. So we have a cluster storm, the perfect storm that's been brewing To get us to the point to now, we're sitting at almost $4 a gallon as an average across the nation. Right now, the latest is like $3.85, I think, for the national average. That's cause for concern. Do you know what the excuse is that the government in AAA is trying to come up with to try and ease your frustrations? Record high temperatures this summer and cuts in global crude production are partly to blame. Aixa Diaz with AAA. Supply, demand, cost of oil, and then we have this wild card with extreme heat. In certain parts of the country, extreme temperatures, triple digits, will affect refineries because they don't want to work in such extreme heat. Diaz says the pace of price increases is slowing, giving some hope that prices may come down by Labor Day, but a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico could close refineries and push prices even higher. That was the latest news report from CBS News. Hat tip to them for that audio on their journalistic reporting there. Did I get did I hear that right? Did I hear that the reason gas prices are so high now is not because of the 
regulations the Biden administration has put onto the energy companies, not even trying to blame Russia and the Ukraine any longer, which is what they tried to do for the past year and a half, two years, not for the depletion of the oil reserves, because that has supposedly relieved us for like two days. Thanks. We appreciate that very much uh, in total with how much they actually released there. No, no. They are blaming the evil oil company for the high gas prices because it's so hot that the workers don't want to be out there in the refineries drilling for oil. Did you hear that part? Record high temperatures this summer and cuts in global crude production are partly to blame. Aixa Diaz with AAA. Supply, demand, cost of oil, and then we have this wild card with extreme heat. In certain parts of the country, extreme temperatures, triple digits, will affect refineries because they don't want to work in such extreme heat. (laughs) They don't want to work in such extreme heat. Now, I get it. If it's extremely hot outside, especially in the triple digits, it makes it very uncomfortable. You have to take extra precautions to make sure you don't get sick, to don't get dehydrated. But maybe I'm out of the loop here. And I know that I sit in a nice little cushy radio studio, although the air conditioner has gone out a couple of times throughout the summer. So we've had to suffer through that one. But I sit in a relatively cushy uh, air conditioned radio studio for about 10 hours a day. So I'm not in the extreme triple heat, and I've said openly that I do not do well in the extreme triple-digit heat because I'm a very cool climate type of individual. That being said, the ones that are used to it or the ones that have jobs that do go outside on a regular basis to do their job, not just oil refinery drillers, but construction workers or farmers, or anybody else that may have to be outside on a semi-regular basis, do they just stop production because it's so hot? I'm, I'm curious here because I think this is kind of an excuse from the media to try and pass off the blame from the Joe Biden administration. No, no, no. Gas prices are really high, not because there's high demand for the summertime and that we've depleted our reserves and that we're begging OPEC for oil. It's not that I promise you. It's actually because the workers are a bunch of lazy bums who don't want to go outside in the heat and actually drill for oil. Now, I'm sure that could be a portion, a slight half a percent portion of the excuse on why we're seeing high gas prices. Maybe it has slowed production down slightly because it is really really bad for them to be able to go out and actually do the drilling. However, that being said, that again would not be an issue if we would have, I don't know, waited to release the reserves when we needed it for a time like this. Just, Just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. I mean, if we actually would have timed it appropriately, we would have our full reserves of oil in the nation. So then when it's like, hey, you know what? It's going to get really hot. We need to slow down production from our own refineries and OPEC's cutting some of their production. This is when we could release a little bit of our reserves to try and maintain the steady flow of oil. So that way we don't see a massive price jump when it comes to gas prices. I mean, that's a reasonable thought, isn't it? Then at the same time, we're hitting the perfect storm of a hurricane that's potentially coming in in the Gulf of Mexico, which again reiterates the idea of, hey, we should have fully funded and fully refueled uh, reserves for oil. So therefore, if we have to cease production because of a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico that puts the production on hold, then we can release some of those. And again, keep the steady flow of oil in the industry to where we don't see massive jumps in gas prices. But I find it fascinating that we have the Biden administration still claiming the economy is doing well. The media completely baffled, literally running stories and writing papers about how they're baffled that the consumer still thinks the economy is not doing well while they say the economy is actually doing well. When sure, we may be creating jobs. 
probably having to create a second or third job for an individual because they can't afford to actually live, but we're creating jobs. So therefore, because of the job creations there and people are spending money, then there you go. The economy's doing well. Don't worry about anything else. Not to take into account the whole fact that we're spending more money because, well, the inflation's so high that we have to spend more money because the interest rates are so high that we can't afford loans, that we can't afford to actually refi our mortgage or even pay for our mortgage because the interest rates are up a little bit right now. So there's a lot of other factors out there. And while they only praise the fact that we've created 13 million jobs across this nation, they fail to recognize that gas prices are at almost $4 a gallon as a national average, that food is up 30% year over year or over the past few years. And I know we've reiterated that a lot. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but good golly, man, that's your excuse? At least have a better excuse, please. When it comes to gas prices, oh, just the workers are hot and it's really hot outside and they can't work right now. That's their argument. Not Russia, Ukraine, and Russia's still holding on to all the oil and OPEC's trying to buy it from them. We're trying to buy it from OPEC, so therefore there's like a whole chain of events that's preventing us from getting oil into the country the way we need to. Not Donald Trump actually is really evil because he actually ran us dry so we're out and we depleted ourselves of oil. Not the fact that, well, you know, maybe we could loosen up the restrictions a little bit on the oil production and natural gas to try and put some more into the market. Or not even the fact that, hey, we kind of messed up. We probably shouldn't have released our oil reserves when we did, and this would be the opportune time for us to do it. No, no. The excuse they're making is that you don't want to go out and work in the triple-digit heat, and therefore you're a bunch of lazy bums, and that is the reason why production is down and why gas prices jumped 30 cents in the last 30 days. Makes a whole lot of sense, right? Oh, yeah. Then we have the jobs report that we'll get to in a minute. And we have the credit downgrade that Yellen is still baffled about on why we're losing our credit rating as an economy in the nation. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. I am waiting. Again, you know yourself better than anybody else. You know the economy better than anybody else. You know what the economy looks like. You know what the prices of things are. You know what the price of gas looks like. You have a better pulse and finger on the pulse than... Anybody in D.C. as they try to tell you what to think. Anybody in the mainstream media that tries to tell you what to think. And you have to trust that. You may seem crazy to them. They may try to call you a denier. They may try to call you crazy if you don't know what you're talking about. But yet you have literally the more experience of what's going on in the real world than they do. While they try to tell you what the real world actually looks like. This is the weird delusion that we live in today. As they say, oh, the economy's doing great. Cool, yeah. Uh, why do you think jobs are up so much? Well, because we had to get a second job because we have to pay for the things because we can't afford them any longer. <laughs> I know. What a wild mindset there. And they see that as a good thing. You need to be working two or three jobs. I didn't realize that Janet Yellen, the Secretary for the Treasury, I did not realize that she went under the same narrative as the Biden administration on the job creation in the nation. This was her earlier in the week when they downgraded the credit score for the United States from a AAA plus to just AAA, or what was it? It was like AAA to a AA plus. So we went down just a, a small portion. And 
The Democrats and Yellen about lost their minds over this. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. I strongly disagree with Fitch's decision, and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. Its flawed assessment is based on outdated data and fails to reflect improvements across a range of indicators, including those related to governance that we've seen over the past two and a half years. Over 13 million new jobs have been created since January 2021. Wait a second. Did she just, the Secretary for the Treasury Department that handles our economy, did she just say that we created 13 million jobs, which is what the Biden administration's been pushing? Did she just say that? I could see it being done in a political manner from an actual politician, but someone who's supposed to be just running the budget for the nation, looking at tax receipts coming in, figuring out what we're going to do with our, uh, our investments and our spending and our debt and everything else, they're not supposed to be political. And that's the argument that we have? Whoa. Whoa. By the way, she also went after the administration as well for Trump, saying that uh, the changing governance and policy over the last two and a half years is the reason why that we need to keep a hold of our positive rating for our credit. Its flawed assessment is based on outdated data and fails to reflect improvements across a range of indicators, including those related to governance. Oh, wow. So it was bad during the Trump administration, apparently. But now that we are spending more money, we've expanded our debt ceiling even more. And, you know, we just spend more. Let me ask you something, because this is the perspective we have to put it in. If you run out of money and you can't afford your lifestyle and you take out a credit card and then you put everything on the credit card and the credit card is maxed, which means if you have it maxed, your credit score is probably going to go down some because you've run out of all of your available credit. And then you expand your credit card again because you can't afford everything. So you expand it so that way you can continue to pay and then and increase your spending even more. I have a question for you. Is your credit going to go up or is it going to go down? And we can just play this game for a second. Shall we think about it? Ponder it. I think it's going to go up because I'm using more credit. Is that credit score is going to go up? I'm going to get better, right? Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. That's exactly what we're doing. And yet she's like, I don't know why it's downgraded. That we've seen over the past two and a half years. Over 13 million new jobs have been created since January 2021. Our unemployment rate stands at 3.6% near historic lows. Man, that's our Secretary of Treasury right there on how well the country's doing. I'm telling you right now, we don't deserve to even be where we're at right now. Our credit deserves to be in the absolute tank until we get our spending under control. We do an actual budget and then we stop printing and spending massive this amounts of money. The what Voice a concept. of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason meets radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today for the Friday, trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time on our multiple radio stations all over the place, plus the TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you check us out. It's always a pleasure. By the way, as a reminder for you, 
We have our newsletter coming out on Monday. I usually do it on the first of the month, but with our syndicated program on the weekends, with this show that's already on 6-7 radio stations, and uh, with some new people jumping on, I wanted to give you the opportunity, and I like to release them on Mondays as well. So there is that. So you still have some time. Go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Become the latest Hoosier-holic, and check out all the great uh, content that we have with the podcast links and the blog and everything else that we do on the newsletter. By the way, uh, real quickly, we had some mail come in over the week or over the break. What's in the mailbox? As I find it pretty entertaining that uh, people are enjoying the fact that you bunch of lazy people out there, especially you that are, you know, working out in the sun, out in the triple heats, according to the Biden administration, according to the media, that's why we see high gas prices, because you're lazy and you don't want to be outside working during the summertime in the triple digits. And therefore, we're just slowing down production of oil. That's It's not Biden. It's you because you're not working hard enough in the summer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's just why you're a bunch of MAGA Republicans that are just lazy, not working. And it's due to global warming that's caused by the Republicans and MAGA individuals anyways i uh, got a listener a listener aaron said yeah you know we just work actually a little bit earlier we go in earlier and we get out earlier so we don't have to work in the peak summertime i've been pouring concrete since 5 a.m so hat tip to you my friend you are the lazy fool that the biden administration says is not working hard enough because you're slowing down production by not wanting to work out in that extreme heat oh the world we live in today all right let's get into what's trending What's trending today? I cannot believe that we are just weeks away from the school semester starting already. Little voice of reason is going into the fourth grade, man. Can you believe it? It's hard to believe that it's that time of year already and that she's already nine. That already hurts my face already as well. But the higher education getting ready and many students getting ready to jump into their dorms and prepare for their higher education as the universities are doing what they do on a usual basis and trying to knock down those Republicans, the conservatives, the Republican organizations. Some of the highlights of my life was working with the college Republicans and other great organizations in college and talk about some of that. Excited to have on the program with the Young Americans Against Socialism, which you can find online at yaas.org. How can we begin to battle in the universities and some of the education systems when it comes to the push for the socialism values that we see across our um, public education system. Excited to have on the program here, Sunny Kutcher with us here. Sunny, how are you today? I'm doing for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, again, it's hard to believe that we're already back at it for the fall semester already, but this year I'm more optimistic, I think, than usual about some of the younger generations and how they confront socialism. We've seen some of the national studies that the support and favorability of socialism is slightly on the decline compared to previous years, maybe because of their terrible experience with COVID. But uh, from your guys' mindset, going into this year, how does everything look? Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, We do have it on our website, too, that uh, a poll a few years back showed that 70% of young Americans would choose a socialist leader. Mm. So that is extremely concerning, of course. (laughs) My peers do love communism, right? And so, of course, as you mentioned, uh, one of the biggest threats is that our young people go off to college and university and you think that they're going to get an amazing education. They have a go to an amazing university. Uh, and then they get indoctrinated by their socialist professors. And so we've been very concerned about the direction of our country because of this and what our future will look like. Um, And so because we're not properly educated on history and we see this indoctrination, 
when those warning signs start to happen and they, as they have been, uh, those should be red flags, right, that are popping up to us and to our young people. And so what we've seen now is that uh, through parents, meeting parents, going to schools, uh, meeting young people, we realize that this problem is actually multi-generational and we don't just have to worry about our young people going to, but we have to worry about our youngest patriots in middle school, high school, and even elementary school uh, that are that are being manipulated and influenced by their teachers into embracing these ideals, whether they know it to be, you know, socialist or not. Yeah. And so that is why we are coming out with a new uh, which we're calling Educate Freedom. So you can also go to educatefreedom.org. And that is going to be a full uh, curriculum, essentially, with lesson plans, workbooks, all about the dangers of socialism, how to talk to your children about socialism, what those warning signs are, how to debunk myths surrounding socialism so that when they're confronted uh, facts, or not facts, but lies, really, that uh, people present to them as truth, uh, they will be able to understand why those things do not make sense and how to stand on their conviction about why America's structure and capitalism is the greatest and why it presents so many opportunities for Americans. And so there'll also be lessons about economic independence, free will, hard work, American values, all of those things. And so not only are we, you know, posting social media content where we've reached millions of people online about the dangers of socialism, we are now taking it a step further because we know that in order to preserve and embrace our freedom for this country for generations to come we have to make an impact on what our children are learning i am so glad you guys are doing this this is amazing to try and not just fight against it but actually educate uh, when did we see the trend of going from higher education to even going through k-12 through and have to worry about middle schoolers and high school school uh, high schoolers i know that we've talked about like the you know the project 1619 or whatever they try to say how we're just a bunch of evil white racist slave owners and that's how the founding of the nation happened and they've tr been trying to implement these curriculum for a while but uh when did it really launch as a major curriculum in public education to say hey we're going to go after your fourth and fifth grader to teach them and, and teach them at a young age about how evil america and capitalism actually is it's wild. It's wild what we're confronting here and what we're being faced with the adversity and what these children are being uh, are being taught. And, and it's just they have no idea. They're just trying to figure everything out for the first time. And so, you know, I would say, I mean, I, I think it's kind of difficult to say exactly when it when it started. But I mean, not, we also have uh, the CCP is funding our public schools now to the tune of 17 million dollars, which has been going on for years and years. Uh, and that is, has affected 143 school districts public school districts in 34 different states, including Washington and Washington, D.C. So this has been going on and we have just completely taken our eye off the ball. Uh, and I do believe it's similar to the, the problem that we're seeing with our culture wars. You know, this is part of it. This is how communists uh, take control and acquire that influence over the youngest generations, because that is directly from uh, the communist Bible, <laughs> essentially. It's called the ABCs of Communism, yeah. and it's written by Nikolai Bukharin, and he says, quote, in the educational system, uh, I'm sorry, it is the task of the new school to train up a younger generation whose whole ideology shall be deeply rooted in the soil of the new communist society. And so in order for them to really actually have these, you know, communists running around and growing up and having these ideologies, they need to train the younger generations. And so this has been trickling in. It, it, it goes right in with the gender confusion, gender ideology. It all kind of mixes together because they want this 
you know, this communist uh, state. Yeah, well, that's very true. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's the conquer and divide mentality, which they do oh so well at. And they realized, oh, hey, guess what? Where are they most impressionable is when they're going through their developmental stage in middle school and early high school. So why not try and attack them right at that heart and confuse them while they're already confused about life in general and just make it more complicated for them? At the same time, which is concerning, uh, we're talking with Sonny with uh, Young Americans Against Socialism. You can find them online at yaas.org. Also, educatefreedom.org. You can check out that website for tools to be able to educate and be able to try and learn it, your young children as well. Uh, as we continue to battle this, it's it's frustrating, but yet at the same time, it's encouraging because I think people are starting to wake up. There's a change in the pendulum a little bit. We saw a story that High school boys, especially the freshmen that are or uh, seniors that are coming out now, are one of the more conservative generations that we've seen in a while. Is that encouraging to you when we go and think about some of the the boys that are going into higher education now and where they could come from a little bit more of a conservative angle? Definitely. I mean, that is a huge, a huge advantage that we have if, you know, some of our younger people can start to swing in that direction because politics is downstream from cult, from culture and how we raise and educate our children is going to determine what our country looks like. Uh, and so I think, you know, we've kind of forgotten that and, you know, we have it in our hearts that we love this country because of what it's provided us and, and the, the, the opportunities that we've had and that our families are, have had, our grandparents uh, you know, and so I think that in order to preserve that, we need to make sure that our children are learning just the core basics of economics. And this is not an easy topic to talk to your children about. You know, they they hear the fluff talking points points about free education, you know, from politicians who call themselves democratic socialists. And they're hearing this in the media and the news and social media and all of these things and online. Um, but they don't really hear the stories of uh, you know, actual survivors of communist countries. A lot of people don't even actually know what socialism and communism really is. And it is hard to discuss. It is hard to describe um, if you are not familiar with the talking points and the verbiage. So that's why we are so, you know, passionate about creating a, a, a resource where it is it makes it approachable and easy for parents, for anybody to talk to kids that they love about these topics so that they can be well-equipped and well-informed about, you know, the, the, the threats and the dangers going forward, because it is a real threat. I mean, unfortunately, we've already passed some of the warning signs that many socialist countries have faced. Amen to that. Yeah, absolutely. We passed a lot of those red signs. And I always like to say that we will win on ideas. We will win on philosophy. We will win on the content when we actually debate it and when they actually hear what conservatism is about, what capitalism is really about, what freedom is actually about. We will always win that argument. It's just getting that information out there and competing against their narrative, which is what they dominate and do oh so well with. Educatefreedom.org is the website. Make sure you go and check it out. Sonny with America, Young Americans Against Socialism. Sonny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Keep up that fight. Let's get you guys back on again here real soon. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to support us, we are a 501c3, so you can do so at our website. And we just really appreciate uh, taking the time. It's an honor and a privilege. Absolutely. A pleasure. Lots more coming up on the show. Lots more. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. President Biden is trying to convince Americans that his economic agenda is working. He's even named it Bidenomics. Bidenomics is working. He's not fooling anyone. Just 20% of voters believe this country is headed in the right direction. 74% say the nation is on the wrong track. The truth is Bidenomics has made life unaffordable for Americans. 40-year high inflation, higher gas prices and home energy costs, interest rates doubling, 
and grocery bills that are through the roof. So when Biden brags about the economy thriving, do you believe him? Bidenomics is nothing to brag about. We need real solutions. That means less wasteful spending to lower inflation, unleashing energy abundance and empowering the American workforce. Tell your senator, Bidenomics is bad economics. Visit BrokenBidenomics.com. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks again to Sunny coming on the show. Young Americans Against Socialism, which you can find online, yaas.org. Again, yaas.org. Also their website, educatefreedom.org as well. Great tools for you to try and educate the youth of America. Moving forward, trying to battle against the socialism. Again, the pendulum swings back and forth, and they've had an absolute stronghold in the education system, both in higher education and the K-12. through And it's time for us to start pushing back. And when we educate them, when we teach them how to think instead of what to think, then guess what? That pendulum starts swinging back the other way, and we can actually take hold of our young generation again, which is why we're... What happened here? All right. I think my mic cut out for a minute. All right. Uh, nonetheless, I, I had to change my mic stand a while ago because it broke. So uh, maybe my mic cord's a little loose. Nonetheless, when we start educating them, they start winning. When we start teaching them the truth, then they start understanding it. And therefore, they can learn how to think instead of what to think. And then they can smell the garbage coming from the other side of the aisle, which is all good and hunky-dory and fancy, so we appreciate that very much. Uh, last couple minutes here of the show. Can you believe it? We're almost done already for a Friday. As a reminder for you, we have a new Voice of Reason infomercial. Andy's latest product. Which we will be releasing tomorrow on our syndicated program over the weekend and then probably air it here on Monday as well. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one, and I'm looking forward to it. We will have it on the radio, and then we will also upload it to our website at whosreason.com. Go and check that one out uh, starting this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? Because now that it's finally starting to cool off, at least here in the Mid-America region, I have some chores to do at home. Mrs. Voice of Reason's got me busy, but I, I, I'm debating. I'm really debating and struggling on whether I'm going to actually purchase this fight or not because this is the lunacy of the sporting world. I don't talk about this very often, but you know, a little insight of what Andy's going to do this weekend. I am debating on whether I'm going to purchase the fight against Nate Diaz and Jake Paul. 
And for those that don't know the buildup to this, the Paul brothers are idiots, and I absolutely despise them, and they've made a mockery of boxing in the UFC. Uh, they are YouTubers that are in their 20s that think they are hot stuff because they make millions of dollars off their YouTube channel doing ridiculous things, and they think that they are professional fighters. Now, Jake Paul has fought some interesting individuals and is 6-1, and one, and I say 6-1 and one in air quotes here for our radio listeners because he hasn't really fought an actual true fighter, and when he did fight an actual true fighter, he lost with Tommy Fury. But what he continues to do is he finds older guys that are in MMA, mixed martial arts, meaning they can do everything from like wrestling to boxing to jujitsu to whatever. And he pulls them out of retirement, pays them a million dollars, and then beats them in a boxing ring when they can't use half of the arson that they've been trained to do. And that's what he's doing again this weekend with Nate Diaz, who is a really big UFC fighter for those that don't know. And I'm okay with Nate Diaz. I don't like him just because he had a big rival with Conor McGregor, my guy in the UFC. But he is a brute, and he takes hit after hit after hit, and he'll get all kind of mangled, and he'll just keep on coming after you because he doesn't know that he actually could do like brain damage to himself. And he probably has enough of it already that uh, he can't recognize it anyways. If you listen to him talk or do interviews, he he's, he's a little bit slow when it comes to processing and speaking. But... He is one heck of a fighter. The problem is, again, though, is that he's a UFC fighter. In fact, he's a three-time black belt jiu-jitsu expert. That they're tying his behind his back and saying, you can't use all that you have to box. So I really, 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 really want to see Jake Paul get leveled out in this fight. But at the same time, I really don't want to support it. Um, apparently, it's going to generate near $30 million dollars with near a half a million pay-per-view buys is what they're anticipating for this at 60 bucks a pop. And if you are planning on watching it, then let me know how it goes because I, I don't know that I want to watch it. I don't want to watch the sport turn into a circus because of these idiot YouTube kids that think that they are taking over and dominating the industry. It's a little upsetting. But nonetheless, Jake Paul has the odds to win this one, and we'll see how that one turns out. So that might be my weekend. I might enjoy some of those and uh, watch the UFC fight because guess what? The world's a bloodbath anyways. We just saw an entire week of Donald Trump get beat up in the courtroom. Maybe we can see Jake Paul get beat up in the actual boxing ring, and I would be quite okay with that one. We'll see what happens, though. Who knows? Or we could just go outside and enjoy and turn off the TV altogether and enjoy because it's not going to be 100 and triple-digit weather. So we could go out and be productive since they say we're not being productive outside during the triple digits in the extreme hot. And we're causing inflation in the in, in the economy, not because of Joe Biden, but because of you not doing your job. That makes all the sense in the world. That is it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, we're back at it again on Monday for this show. We're back at it on our national program over the weekend. Make sure to stay tuned in for that one. Sign up for the newsletter. Newsletter coming out on Monday. And be your own catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Have a great weekend.